If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 19. I'm Ryan Clements, and I am joined by Christine Steimer. Hello. Peter Eichemans. Hello, everybody. And Arthur Geese. Hello, sir. Oh, yes. Relaxing breathing. This is the breathing podcast. This is spoken word version of like hits from the bong or something. (laughs) Does anybody remember that that sleeping game or something that Ubisoft had at their conference two years ago? A sleeping game. The relaxation game. Yeah. Did you just fall asleep in their press conference? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was the sleeping game, right? (laughs) I think you made up that game during their presentation. Nobody so, ever heard from it again. <laughs> in case you guys are new to Podcast Unlocked, this is uh, IGN's Xbox 360-oriented podcast. But uh, the four of us in here haven't really played anything too new that we haven't talked about on previous shows. So instead, we're mainly just going to answer some reader mail today. We're also running really behind, so uh, that's, uh, that's all there is to it. Uh, what did I want to say before we get started? Oh, yes. You can email us. Uh, you send emails to unlocked at IGN.com if you want to join in on our reader mail extravaganza, which you will have from time to time. Uh, let us start with a question. Right Actually, it. no, wait. This is a, this is a comment. Oh. I totally forgot to... Oh, Are you okay, I... Arthur? You just made a really weird face. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Arthur's li- Arthur li- I just, just straight up lick licked the mic. The mic. Gross. Why would Why you, you do, do that? that? I don't know. Why would you do that? He's just enjoying the new setup. Um, so unfortunately, I'm I did- really not. <laughs> Peter, this is sort of for you. Uh, I, I totally missed this, uh, this oh. uh, listener's name, but uh, they wrote in. Is uh, it criticizing the Dutch role in apartheid? No, it's it's uh, actually <laughs> saying that uh, this re- this listener has figured out Peter Eichmann's acronym for Twitter. Yes. Uh, so are you? ready for it let's do it it's pretty elaborate yarn of knee slapping excellence made to accelerate neuron stimulation it's good actually it's good i'm curious to know how long how many variations of that there were before settling uh, that's I'm good you know infinite it's consistent who, who sent this in uh, i don't know a listener i missed the name he didn't have a name it he does have a name i'm sure does have a name just, just probably didn't, didn't copy didn't it properly copy. he would impress me more if he talked to a girl <laughs> Oh, jeez! I can. He's listening 
to a girl. Does that count? Yeah, exactly. It I is. don't think it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did, were you impressed by this acronym? I was. That took time. Impre- yeah, I'm impressed a girl. You impressed the girl. Yeah. Now oh, just yeah. do that for a girl's Twitter account. Yeah, there you Her go. pants Be actually, Christine's pants actually flew right off as you were reading that. <laughs> they did not. Should have been here. <laughs> it was really quite miraculous, actually. All right, let's. Uh, so thank you for that. I'm really sorry I missed your name. But let's go to a question from Seamus, who writes in and says, Love the podcast. My question is, which do you prefer for multiplayer, co-op or competitive? Also, if you want to be uh, to become my favorite host, send me an email with the Microsoft points code in it so I can get Geometry Wars too. Thanks. Uh, I mean, Sorry. if I had, if we were doing a giveaway, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But yeah. we don't have but any codes right now. I don't think we'll right be now. giving away that game in particular anymore. Oh, we should. No, but if we, if we give away Microsoft it. points, we should We've contact Bazaar and see yeah. if we could get some. Oh, oh. Right. <laughs> well, uh, she was <laughs> most depressing sad. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> to answer your question, who wants to start? Who who uh, wants to talk about a little of the multiplayer action? For I, me. Oh, go ahead. I think Peter plays more multiplayer than Christine does. I was going to say, like... If I had to hazard a guess. I do play quite a bit of multiplayer. And I always end up, like, never being online at the same time as my friends or don't have a mic handy. So I generally just do competitive and shoot strangers without talking to them. Man, I for some reason when you said that I just I, I when you said a mic handy, I thought you said like I'm not on my candy, which I thought was like a weird version of MySpace. It's a Mike. it's my social candy. network for people with a sweet tooth. Yeah, exactly. As you'll notice, my, my empty like... bag of fruit snacks. <laughs> Let me just grab yes. my phone and in, co- in case the audience my, at home can candy. see this empty bag I of fruit snacks. I held it up snacks. for everyone listening out there. Yeah. Anyway, Okay, very good. I didn't want to, I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, that's you, me. I, I like that. to shoot strangers without talking to them. Shoot strangers Sum without talking. Yeah. In silence. What about you, Arthur? Uh, I like to do both, but generally I like to play with friends when I'm playing competitive. So okay. that's a form when, of oh, cooperation. When you're playing competitive? Yeah. Okay, excellent. It's like both. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Christine, uh, when I you do for, play multiplayer. Um, It really depends on my mood. Sometimes I do like competitive it's just not very often okay. um and then but for the most part i prefer co-op okay so like a, a lot of the uncharted too i know we're in ps3 but uh those co-op missions were stuff i really liked if they oh. had done competitive multiplayer in viva pinata i would have been all over that shit oh my god <laughs> i think my that'd I be think, hilarious <laughs> i think i'd have to choose co-op only because i feel a lot less stress when i'm working with someone like i'm like you know mm-hmm. what like i'm like that was a terrible sentence sorry apologies <laughs> I basically think, man, if I lose this one, it's not on me completely. There's someone else <laughs> to blame. Someone else is so, probably doing worse than I am. So what, you, what you may like are more role-based uh, multiplayer games like Bad Company 2. There are lots of ways to succeed that don't involve shooting other guys in the face. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I played my fair share of Team Fortress 2 when it first came out, mm-hmm. and I, I, I do enjoy being the medic. I like support classes. I think they're... Actually, I don't know if they're underrated now because I feel like uh, there's a plenty of gamers out there that that love to play support classes, as evidenced by all the various mages and clerics and healers <laughs> in WoW. Uh, mages are awesome, bro. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to... Oh, name got cut off again. This is from Josh. Josh writes, Yo, locksmiths. Number one, what's your strategy when playing RPGs with lots of characters? Leveling, up, leveling them up equally or sticking with a few that you level massively while ignoring the rest? Let's start with that. 
He must not play a lot of Western RPGs because they've solved this problem by giving everyone experience. Yes, yeah. and actually, this is this is common in Japanese role playing games now too. Um, most of the time that I've played recently, you just get a pool of experience. Everybody levels up. Uh, I actually like the system where if you have a bunch of people that aren't in your active party, they get experience just not quite as much as your as your active party. I still don't like that. No, I, I like sense. that because then they're still leveling up. Just you know, they'll you you kind of see which characters have grown the most by, you know, how that much you use them. That just means the ones you've used have grown the most. Right. It, it, it doesn't yeah. encourage me to use those other party members. It just makes sure that I never use them at all. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the only problem I see. Is like, that, but then you then have a like, reason well, to go back not... and play again. <laughs> I like what the Dragon Age games do, which is that you get so many wildly differing conversation options and possible event dialogue based on who's on your party that it encourages you to switch it up or... Mm make appropriate choices depending on the situation. Yeah, that makes it interesting. Yeah. yeah. How about you two? When any, I played any... uh, Agrist, or reviewed Agrist War, right. that was very much a, here's ten people, choose five for your party, and whoever you don't use is left behind. So it was very much like, okay, I'm never going to use the ones I left behind. Like, they're too far back at this point. Yeah. So you, you stick with the people you like. Like, you use the early days to find your best combination of the people you like. <laughs> and then... Uh, F that. <laughs> stick with it. It's not fun. Yeah, I know, but most games, like you guys are saying, don't do that anymore. But that was definitely a callback, kickback to the old, old ye old times. Mm-hmm. What about you, Christine? I typically pick a party and then stick stick with, with it. it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like rotating out. I, I sort of I like to get you know, I get, like to have my home base mm-hmm. to stick with it. Who is your Who is your posse? Like, who are the homeboys you rolled with in Mass Effect Two? Who's my posse? <laughs> Who's my homeboy? Uh, always, always a Krogan. So either, you know, Rex in the first game or Grunt in the second. Hmm. And uh, it depends. Uh, then actually, usually the other one I'll switch up. But I'd always keep a croak in my party. <laughs> I was always Morden and Garrus because they always had such great conversations. Yeah. yeah. I, great. I, don't, I wouldn't have taken you as a Krogan kind of guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really? That's that I, turtle I, really show. I like them a lot. I don't know why. I just think it's, it's, tough. it's adorable Because they're goddamn how dinosaurs. they want to kill you. <laughs> It's a wa- it's your little crow girl. Oh, anger management you're issues. You're so yes. angry. It's, a, <laughs> it's adorable. It's a fucking ankylosaurus walking on two legs. <laughs> What's not to love? Oh, Rex is total badass, and Grunt was just sort of goofy. Rolling yeah. deep with dinos. He's like, I have testosterone. No home. Everything just makes the mer noise with you, doesn't it? It does. It's very much like a bench warmer situation. Like you have your A team who you love to take out, and then maybe somebody gets injured or knocked out. You're like, ah, crap. I get. All right, you gotta sub in. Come on, it's your day to shine. Let's see what you have to say, buddy. This is your He's shot. The you worst in. is like when one of your regular characters, you've outfitted them and given them all your expensive <laughs> yeah. gear, and then you lose that character. Yeah, and that everything drives me nuts. That's the that, worst. That, that almost, happens. That happens yeah. in Dragon oh, Age. Yes. Like there are definitely no, times not, in Dragon well, Age. I've heard when so it many can people happen. say that about Dragon Age. You, it can be permanent. It does not have to be permanent. Oh man! Like there are parts where There's, at least one party member will absolutely will definitely betray you unless you're a good enough friend with him. There's a few. Bum, bum, bum. See, I didn't get every character in Dragon Age because I didn't. I like I didn't get Leliana. I don't think is her name. Yes. Like because I didn't say, go back to the town before it got destroyed, so she's oh, just really? like, she's dead. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Whoops. funny. Yeah, no, she can turn on you too. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. You have to do something very specific, though. 
Spoilers. <laughs> but it's Dragon Age Origins, so if you know, it's, it's been around a while. Old. Yeah. It's, uh, what was I going to say? Actually, about not that? as long as you think. I yeah, I feel it just looks so much older. It does, and also they brought out a sequel 15 months later. Yeah, yeah it was pretty quick. I think that's probably what aged it so quickly. Mm. And they brought out the expansion four months after the first game came out. <laughs> Have you had a chance to actually? You haven't had a chance to play that yet. No. You're making it that there. Okay. Arthur's resting his face <laughs> on the microphone. He's so tired. He's going to play that new sleep game from Ubisoft. Yeah. <laughs> I it's use called Podcast Unlocked. I would, I would buy the hell out of that game if I could. Um, let's see. Uh, I was, uh, so Josh also has a question about Eternal Sonata, but it, I don't think any of us will be able to answer it. So let's just move on. Thank you, Josh, for your question. The answer was four. The answer is four. <laughs> Uh, here's a quick one from Brent who writes, Hey, on IGN Unlocked crew, I was just curious if any of you at IGN are big sports fans. Jocks can be hardcore gamers. Nerds, too. Peter likes Wait. sports. Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty soccer-centric. Um, are you saying football can suck a bag of dicks? More or less. Or eat, perhaps, would be the better word. <laughs> Consume. <Yes>. Consume dicks. <laughs> make, make a bag disappear. <laughs> Uh, football can be fun. Um, that's the kind of thing like I like to play. Like if I have a friend who loves a football game, I'll sit and play with them. It'll be fun because you can dick around. Usually get your ass kicked if you don't know what you're doing. Um, but I love soccer games. I'm very much looking forward to FIFA this year. Um, what about Pez? Dispensers? No, just yeah, kidding. <laughs> I always think I always think that. You don't like Pro Evolution so Soccer? No, I'm actually curious to try out. Um, they just announced like the control two players at a time thing, which on paper does not make sense to me. Wait, like one for each stick? No, actually, I don't know. Oh my gosh, it'd be a like you, you have someone in possession of the ball, and you can control at the same time one of the, his other teammates to put put them in position. Or I can only imagine it. that you would do that with two sticks. I think it must be a dual stick thing. So I'm curious to see how that works out. That sounds like a terrible idea. It sounds really difficult. It's, it's trying to do some new stuff, um, but it always does seem to me like it's trying to play catch-up. You know what we need? A controller of four sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Use your face just for Just tap someone. it into your brain, and then you can just like, all right, want him to go there, him to go I there. I can barely walk down the street. Let's <laughs> control four soccer players. But I know what uh, this listener is saying. Like, definitely, sports fans love their sports games. Yeah, like, there's the, the whole contingent who knows every detail, every play, every little last thing about everything. You know, like NBA 2K11 was great last year. Um, MLB The Show. Like, people love these things, and the people who love them know everything about them and have these really tight knit communities and crazy online games. For 360 business. owners, baseball might as not baseball might as well not even exist as a sport. In a game, <laughs> yeah, there's it, there needs it's to be some strides made. It's not a sport, in my opinion, anyway. Oh, in baseball, yeah. It's, in the Netherlands, sport. It's in the Netherlands, entertaining to you. No, we say I, don't, it's, as I think the, it's like golf. Like they just say it's a sport. It's not really. Yes, it requires some skill, of course, but not. We really say a with sport. Uh, the World Series champions less than a football field away from us. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm yeah. interested. How is it? Uh, how is it not a sport though? Play too many games. If you can play that many games in a row, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Jeez. In the Netherlands, they call it honkball. Really? What? <laughs> You're making I like that, that name up. Better. I am not making that up. <laughs> In the Netherlands, they call you honkball. <laughs> oh. Let's go I to a, It's interesting oh. you say that, though, that many games, because uh, soccer season in Europe is like nine months out of the year, but they definitely don't play that many they don't play games. That many, they can't play back-to-back. They play like that. mainly once a week, sometimes twice a week, but it's very much like the majority of the year is soccer season. Yeah, but I'm saying like, okay, doubleheader. 
You'd yeah, n- no. you would die no, 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 no. if you, you were can't. playing soccer. You, you can't. can't. Like, Mm-mm. no such thing. Like, they'll put stats up at the end of a soccer game. Like, this person just ran 10 miles yeah. in the last 90 minutes. Like, <laughs> and you're like, holy, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, and then you look like look at hockey or, you know, football. Like, mm-hmm. it requires a lot more effort, exertion, if you will. Well, no, I think I think what you're trying to say is stamina. I mean, there's uh, there's plen- plenty of effort in baseball. It's just that it doesn't, I don't think it requires as much physical stamina. Hit the ball, stamina. stand around. <laughs> Spit. Yeah, that's exactly how baseball Scratch goes. Scratch your balls. Summed it up. I'm pretty sure. Stand at a base. Well, you are, I'm sure. sure. I was just checking my email for a second. I look up and all I hear is balls. <laughs> and from Christine. How to get Arthur's attention. Yes. Right, let's move balls, on so we don't, do we don't upset more baseball <laughs> players that are if probably If you like it, audience. that's fine. I just do not think it's a sport. Well, that's like saying you don't have a real job because you just play. If video you like games it, that's fine. I'm, I'm pretty sure we all say all that exactly. And if you like it, that's fine. I just think you're stupid. In a, they in do baseball. too. Have you watched baseball? <laughs> that's not all they do, Christine. <laughs> I, I, I love how angry you're getting, as if I've personally offended you. No, but but I just disagree with you. I just, I mean, all right, fine. kids. Yeah. Next. Email. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we not allowed to have a conversation at a fucking podcast, no, Arthur? You're really not. <laughs> Ryan's really just trying there. to pitch us. We're also emo today. Ryan's pitching us a game called Empathy, coming out from Activision. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, you know, Empathy. giving us a rundown of how that game works. No, I'm actually, I'm not emo. I feel great today. I'm just really, I'm tired because I was in the office till 1 a.m. partying for... With the you, guys, meal time you guys group. moved the party to the office, not bad? Yes, yes, after we got kicked out from somewhere else. <laughs> oh, man, good times. Um, let's do a question epic from... Epic times, you might say. Epic times. I, we'll do a question I would from know, I'd be dumb. Evan, who <laughs> writes, The answer to Young Will's question, a non-M-rated GTA from uh, last week, is bully. Keep up the good work. Mm. You're all delightful to listen to. So, yeah, that's uh, they were asking... Bully. I think Will was asking about like a good... Uh, Non-M-rated uh, open, open world. world. Bully is the only Rockstar game I can think of that I had the uh, the motivation to finish. You didn't finish Red Dead? No, I tried. I did what? not enjoy Red Dead at all, and I forced myself to play that shit all the way to Mexico and didn't like it. Dang, <laughs> that's, that's, that's I didn't finish Mexico was the worst part. In all my the way opinion. to Mexico, but the end's really good. Yeah, I thought. I all right, great. Yeah. That's once you get out great. of Mexico, it's all good. No, whoa. So, like the first twelve hours of the game are just the. Sorry about that, guys. We just lost part of our recording. Because we lost like 10 seconds. We did, but yeah. still. Very valuable 10 seconds. So Time I believe the last thing that was said was meh by Arthur for Red right, Dead. Right, that the first 12 hours of Red Dead aren't very good. And, and I said I liked the, the beginning and I liked the ending, yeah. but I did not like the middle. I just found it like playing it was tedious. <laughs> I had a lot of, I mean, I, I that was the only game I actually went around and completed everything in because I just wanted to do more. I enjoyed it all too, start to finish. Like it goes up, pacing goes up and down, and there's some slower parts, but I enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah. Did, quite Did you like the skinning of animals? That was my favorite. Really? I didn't like it. You how disgust me. I like the DLC <laughs> where you're like, you're hunting uh, Sasquatch and all kinds of yeah, crazy the shit DLC in the woods. Was awesome. It was a pretty crazy little tale, and a long one too. The Undead mm-hmm. stuff was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Undead stuff was like a, an expansion. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they sell that by itself? Mm hmm. Yeah. That's when I finally picked it up because I didn't want to download like eight different things to my 20 gig hard drive. I think the standalone disc is like 20 or 30. Yeah, that um, includes other that DLCs. That included as well. all the DLC to date. Yeah. But it sounds like, I think they just announced today there's free DLC there's, coming yeah, in September. Yeah, there is actually. Yep. New maps and multiplayer new stuff. Maps and, yeah, yeah. I think it's more multiplayer stuff. But. Did any of you guys play the multiplayer the, much? Oh shit, LA Noir didn't sell very well, Pack. <laughs> so give out free DLC. 
to for another game to get it to sell again? Sure. Mm-mm. I see what you're saying. No. Very good. Let's go to a question from Sean Michael, who writes, Unlocked Crew, what has happened to Atari and Eden? The promised Test Drive Unlimited 2 DLC has been in limbo since April. I haven't heard about any of that stuff at all. I, all I, I know, was under the impression that that game kind of tanked. I played yeah. it a lot when it came out. Because I reviewed it, and it was, yeah. <laughs> it was it not good. It had so many it problems out it. of the gate. In the very beginning. Really <laughs> awkward dancing club scenes, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it was supposed to be this online thing where you're just constantly passing other drivers, and mm-hmm. you can race them and flash your headlights. But like, the servers were always down. Um, I remember, like, they released the Casino Island or whatever, and, like, you couldn't get into it because the servers were down, and it was broken, and you'd, like, you'd gamble and lose your money because you'd get kicked off the server. It was really obnoxious. So I think it probably had enough problems that they're just like, let's just leave this let's one alone. Let's just pretend like this what's, didn't happen. Also, <laughs> what's funny to me is that the first one, like, was broken after a month, and they never fixed it. Yeah. And then all you motherfuckers fell for it again. <laughs> hey, we were promised to sublime experience we'll fix it this time like we promise promises but my mean fingers nothing. are crossed behind my back <laughs> i think there's also a problem when within a few days of the game being out everyone in the game world is driving around the same super multi-billion dollar car yeah and it's uh, you just say to yourself at this point i mean what's the what's the what's the point maybe that's, that's not saying. a problem so much as a limited set of solutions okay yeah, I'm kidding. It, no, it, it sounds awful. Like the game, <laughs> was, watching you play was a, watching oh, you play right. a lot of games is a miserable experience. Actually, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not much room to talk because I've had a long, a pretty solid run lately of pieces of crap. But no, I think I've actually I, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed Bleach I'm getting that up, uh, but that's not a 360 game. That's I've given game. three games under a 4.5 in the last month and a half. Ooh. Ouch! Yeah, that's a streak. God. Well, Arthur, Ben has a question for you. All right. This is very important. Ben writes, why do the Reach grunts and elites speak alien and in Halo they speak English? Anyone know? They learned. Uh, <laughs> they wanted to make them scarier in Reach, so they retconned it a little bit. I guess, the, wait, but Reach was before, so I guess they would have forgotten English later? No, no, they it's, speak alien in Reach, and it's before. I think... So if anything, they learned English. Yeah. I mean, wait, maybe sorry. that's... Oh, a, no, wait, wait, wait. Wait, hold on. I thought you said it was... In other, Reach... Wait, re- 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 reread it. Reach takes place before right. Halo, and in Reach they speak Alien, and in Halo they speak English. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes, so, so they would have learned. English. They would have learned English. The Spartans have a really good ESL program. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure the universe. I don't know. You know. Maybe the chief has a translator or something. I just know that <laughs> they're just trying I, to unify. From a design perspective, they said that they wanted to make grunts and elites also more more frightening to the player, and it succeeded because the elites are little bastards and or. Grunts are little bastards, and elites are pretty goddamn scary in Reach. Yeah? Yeah, I agree. Cool. Uh, let's go to a question from David, uh, who writes, This year I turned 30, and my wife had our second child, so I'm finding it very difficult to play a lot of games these days, particularly lengthy titles. I'm now mainly sticking to shooters, so I have a two-part question, please. Number one. In what order would you rank these 2011 shooters on the one you are most excited for? Here we go. Battlefield 3, Modern Warfare 3, Gears of War 3, Dead Island, and Rage. Wouldn't really classify Dead Island as a shooter, right? Isn't it more of a hack and slash? It's a first person. A lot of melee. I feel it's like a shooter and melee. Yeah. Oh, it's first. It's still first person, though? Mm-hmm. Why did I think mm-hmm. it was third person? Because you're thinking trailer. of Dead Rising, I guess. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, out of all, all of those Gears, I think, is the one I'm looking the most forward to right now. Interesting. Yeah, I'd put that 
Gears, Modern Warfare, Battlefield. I'm looking forward to Battlefield. I just, I really dislike the way that they're handling everything with that game right now. Yeah, right after I wrote that preview about it, that, you know, it's a little bit worrisome on the PlayStation. Then the next, a few days later, all of a sudden, oh, the console maps are being trimmed to the best of their ability. And there's a really active defense force for that game. Anytime you say anything negative whatsoever. I would say I'm excited for Rage. I think the most out of this list. Rage I'm going with Gears. Rage should be Gears. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Rage too. I finally played it at E3. I hadn't had any hands on with it, and it's fun. Like it's cool and interesting. The enemies are great. And the only game on that list that I'm not really looking forward to is Dead Island. Yeah, and honestly. I hope that like surprises us all. I've like, been hurt before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. So many yeah, times. Right now, it just sort of looks like. Left and for Dead. I mean, it Techland, had the, but it, Call of Yeah, it had the best trailer of the year already. Yeah, like, yeah, that's already awesome. more than I ever expected from that game. Yep. So whatever. Um, David's second part of the question uh, in regards to Rage is: It going to be a standard FPS or more like Borderlands with significant RPG elements and side missions? Standard FPS with side missions. So a mix. Cool. Oh, so a mix of that. Yeah. I, I mean, played. I would say, I would say, I mean, there's some like customization elements to your equipment, so yeah. that part is that part's RPG. But I don't think it's a loot fest, like no. it's Borderlands not a loot is. fest. But I mean, you are gathering equipment. And I, I know you can tweak it in some, in certain ways. Yeah, uh, I don't know to what extent because I actually haven't played it yet. Thank you, David, for the question. Let's do uh, one. I don't know if you guys all know this, but let's give it a shot. This is from Brandon, who writes, uh, I loved Castle Crashers, and I'm looking forward to the Behemoth's new game, Battle Block Theater. It's a lot of fun. I know it's scheduled for a 2011 release date, but I have not heard much about it recently. Has there been any news about the project, and was there any info at E3 about it? Not at is E3. That Comic-Con, I don't think it? Yeah, it was, it was the same thing at Comic-Con that I think they've been bringing to PAX for the past mm-hmm. couple of years. And I bet it'll show up at PAX again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it was a lot of fun. Like, they just take forever on all of their games. It's ready they, when it's ready. They've been successful enough that they can take as much time as they want. Yeah, because it's two dudes that pay a bunch of contractors, mm-hmm. I think. Cool. Cool. Uh, let's go to a question from Yair from Israel, who writes, What's up, guys and gals? First of all, love the podcast. Keep on dream pumping. My question to you is... <laughs> I love that. Who or what brought you into Ubisoft gaming? Ubisoft DLC. <laughs> My big brother reeled me into gaming when he exposed me to the original CNC in full throttle. And while it, for him it was just a fling, for me it was love at first sight. Keep up the great work. Uh, P.S. If I can get a shout out from my friend SD who celebrated her 21st birthday a couple days ago, it will make her day and subsequently mine. So happy birthday happy to birthday. SD. Aww. Happy birthday. Um, and Yair, I think uh, let's just go around the room and find out what, uh, what people, how people got into gaming. Who wants to start? Christine, you want to start? Sure. Uh, mine was my Padre. Uh, he is still a very big PC gamer. Um, oh, yeah. I think you've mentioned that before. Very yeah. Cool. So, you know, it, it sort of... And at some point they bought us a Super Nintendo, but I don't, I can't remember which came first. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but really, I mean, I, yeah, I just sort of ended up playing all of his uh, RTSs, and then eventually got into my got my own games, which were adventure games, really, like Quest for Glory. Nice, cool, cool. 
I don't know who kicked it off for me, but it was definitely PC gaming for me, too, in the beginning. Like, all Sierra's old catalog. And mm-hmm. I remember even at school, like, you had your, like, number munchers and that business. Oh, yeah. Does Oregon, anyone remember Logo Writer? For me. Like, I don't. Uh, what was it called? Math Magician or whatever. Reader Rabbit, that kind of shit came to Reader our classrooms. Rabbit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had this thing called Logo Writer, which was like this rudimentary programming thing where you typed in a bunch of lines of random code, like specific to this program. Was it like on an Apple II? Yeah. And you can mm-hmm. make things like draw and animate a little bit. And I With really the like that. But oh. definitely cut my teeth on adventure games as well. Cool. Mr. Geese? Uh, I think playing Atari at my cousin's house um, hooked me, even though like some of the games I was exposed to were tantamount to child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, here's <laughs> E.T. Cool. <laughs> um, but it, I was really, it was over for me when I got a Nintendo uh, when I was four, it was over you for you. Yeah. Four. It, it was, was it was it was all over for me. Nice. Even though I didn't get to play it for a couple of days because my dad and uncles were quote setting it up. Mm. Apparently, you have to sit in front of the TV with the controller to do bought that. Bought the Super <laughs> Nintendo for him originally, but then he doesn't actually really like console games. Mm. So then it just came my, me and my sisters. Nice. I cool. didn't play much in the way of PC games until I went to college. I have a very fond memory of uh, when I was extremely small. I would uh, sit with my dad at the computer, and we would play. I, I've mentioned this, I think, on Beyond before, actually. I, we would play this, like, submarine game where he would control the... It was just a, basically a side-scrolling game where you had to not touch the walls, and then you also had, like, a torpedo. So I I would control the torpedo, and he would control the uh, the going up and down. So I would, yeah, really just be present. So it would, our success would be completely dependent on him because the shooting part was easy. Uh, and uh, so I have fond memories of that, but then I remember uh, distinctly saving up my allowance forever. I mean... When you have a kid, when you're a kid, when you're on a kid's allowance, it's slow, slow earnings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bought uh, a Nintendo, the original Nintendo, with my uh, with my allowance, and that was like my first uh, kind of video game system I had at home. Nice. And it was good times. Did you ever play Gods on PC? God. So. That was one of the first PC games that just totally blew me away. It's or like a, a side-scrolling beat 'em up game. Sounds like it's got like a dude with like a Roman rigging. like Roman like helmet on and a sword and it's like a side scrolling like action. I don't game. know. At one point, my cousin gave me like this box of bootleg discs <laughs> with like I don't know how many games on it. So I played all these weird like uh, European games and who knows what. I didn't even know what. Like it's a big try box one. of porn. Did you ever Basically. play Simon the Sorcerer? Yes. Okay. Karateka. That game was hard. <laughs> There were a lot of hard games yeah, back in the day. Like, like people didn't care. The puzzles like, did not make any exactly. sense. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't understand this? Moving on. Let's do uh, our last question from because we are amazingly already at almost thirty minutes. Oh God. Um, our last question comes from James from the UK this evening, or whatever time it is that you listen to this show. James writes, "What racing games do each of you prefer?" Also, where's Nate Ahern these days? Can he not warp back to review the next slew of sports titles and Saints Row the Third? No, he can't warp back. I think uh, can uh, does he Nate tripped on his sandals and like, died. Nate talks about his his uh, his career now on Twitter and stuff I think like he publicly, does. right? Yeah. Doesn't he's, a, he? he's at the yeah. Apple. Well, yeah, we'll he, 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 he works, works at, at Apple. Apple. He works at Apple now. Um, and uh, so he's not going to be warping back to review sports games and Saints Row the Third, though. 
Man, we could we could go on and on about Saint Cyr the Third. That game looks really cool. I'm yeah. so excited. It looks like a blast. It looks like such I've dumb always fun. wanted to beat people up with a dildo. So or it a is giant. Fist. Have you had have you had that like desire for a long time? <laughs> I have. It's a very unique, it's a very unique one. Let's get to the root of this. <laughs> I like that uh, pre-order thing has like the human cannon where you yes. can just, like cool. launch bodies. Professor Genki. Yeah, and shoot octopuses in people's face. faces. Yeah. That is that's Cookie like stuff. one of the most outrageous looking games I've ever Absolutely. played, and I play a lot of Japanese <laughs> games, so that's saying that's saying something. Um, I also like the developers. I think I think that's uh, it's actually going to be fun to play and not just kooky. But to answer James' question, racing games. Oh yeah, uh, Peter. I know you look at me. I play a yeah. lot of racing games. Well, no, I'm just I'm just saying. I know you've been uh, really into Dirt Three recently. I I, I have been. I gave he's a been great forced review. to be into Dirt Three. Okay. No, fair. but he enjoyed it. I do enjoy he it. I gave it a good review. I don't mind playing the DLCs, even though they tend to be a little overpriced. Um, I miss good old Burnouts. Like, I still play Burnout Paradise from time to time, and that's why I was so disgruntled by uh, Burnout Crash that um, we wrote up of, with the EA Showcase a few weeks ago. Um, then I do also like the realistic side. Like, I still like Forza 3. Looking forward to 4. Um, you know. I cool. like a little bit of everything. Like, for as much as I want to play something realistic, I have to go back and play something that's just ridiculous and arcadey. Cool. Like, right. I like the balance. Christine, do you? Uh, uh, I know you're I don't not really into racers, much. right? Much when I do, I usually I'll play uh, Mod Nation with Greg every cool. now and then. But you know, usually kart racer is as much as I want to get into that genre. Yeah. Okay. Arthur. Uh, I, the Forza games are a rabbit hole for me. Like especially Forza Three because it has such a great sense of progression. Um, and it's just like designed to keep you playing and to keep giving you new things to do, um, which in certain other racing series could take a page from. <laughs> uh, and the last racing game before that that I played a lot was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, which is just fun, completely yeah. ridiculous driving. That's on uh, Games on Demand today, by the way, thirty nine really? ninety nine. <laughs> I remember because I did the Xbox Live update huh? article 40, today. I guess forty bucks for that's not bad. And yeah, anyone, it's actually not. Anyone curious? We put up uh, this week our Need for Speed: The Run preview which I got to play last week, um, which is surprisingly fun. This time around, they showed us an actual racing as opposed to, like, quick time events running through the city and, like, yeah. jamming on the X button. Um, so check Poor out the video. And the, edge. Yeah, and the written uh, up preview, if you want a little more info on that. It's looking surprisingly good. Like, the graphics look good. Um, the racing. I didn't think that it looked bad at E3. Yeah. I know a lot of people complained. But... I think so many people were just thrown off by, like, what do you mean you get out of the car and hit the triangle? And <laughs> I uh, like being able to get out of the car. B. In a racing game, I think we should get out of the car more often. But yeah, actually control legs, yourself, right? like Grand Theft Auto style? Like, uh, get to walk around? I don't really know. I leave that to the developers. Or be in a coma and zoom through the sky yeah, and go to other cars. Yeah, that's the way cars. to go. Like Driver Ghost Dad. Driver <laughs> Ghost Dad. Which is surprisingly fun, as much as we make fun of the ludicrous premise. Is it, a, is it, a, are you actually like jumping between bodies? Yes. Like warping or, I don't know what they actually That's call right. it. What do they call it? Do they call it something? Uh, astral projection or something like that? <laughs> no, there's, um. I like that. Shifting. You're still They call alive. it shifting. Your guy, shifting. your character isn't yeah. dead. He's like in a hospital. I know, bed, he's right? in a coma. And then I he close finds, enough to being I tried dead. to compare it to, uh. He's in a coma. The Matrix 2, where mm -hmm. they're on the highway. And yeah. like those and guys ghosts, can like jump into any twins. car around them. Yeah, the twins just like, God, it's that I kind of the twins. Yeah. We all getting agitated. Mm. Yes, we are. <laughs> I would actually like to say, because uh, the Xbox Live update article reminded me, there are a lot of awesome discounts this week on uh, Xbox Live. You Last, can change the your gamer tag to, for 30% off? That's not yet. No? It's coming. Oh. They include things in the future in that 
Press release. Pay uh, me no so, mind. Yes, so soon, <laughs> very soon, I can't remember the date off the top of my head, you will be able to change your gamer tag for a discounted price. Um, but they have a ton of stuff like Halo, a lot of those maps are discounted, and Gears 2, if you still play that. Um, and uh, Mass Fable Effect stuff. stuff. There's Fable Mass stuff. Effect stuff, but that's if you're an Xbox Live Gold member. Oh, okay. Um, then the Arrival, Lair of the Shadow Broker, and uh, Kasumi's Stolen Memory, or whatever it's called. Is that I don't all think I ever bought well. Arrival. Should I do that? Nah. Well, it's cheap now. So, yeah. I have to play all the way through Mass Effect 2 again, though. I mean, it kind of sets up 3, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it's, it, it sets gives up a reason 3. For it doesn't really Shepard to go back to Earth for the yeah. trial and everything. So yeah. then, as soon as you start from Mass Effect 3, you'll know exactly what's going on. So I have seven months to play through Arrival. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of time. Can, It'll take you three time, hours. But if you're going to download it, I'd say do it now while it's on the cheap. So I'll spend my Christmas vacation this year the same way I did last year, fucking playing like through Mass Effect 2. <laughs> Damn it. Yes, yes, you will. All right, guys. Well, due to the timing uh, and the unfortunate timing of our podcast recording, we're going to have to cut things a little short uh, today, mainly because it is, what, now 540. I just want to give a yeah. shout out to everyone who sent in ska, ska pop recommendations Scape-pop. last few weeks. Skate pop. Why can't I even think of it? It's okay. Scop. 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 Um, lots of crazy stuff in there. Just want to point out that Cigar Ruse is not pop music um, to the what few times they? that they got sent in. Cigar Rose? Yeah. Is it Rose? Is it, I say Rose. It could be Rose. Fuck, man. I'm not from there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not Icelandic. I would like to just give a shout out that the, of all the stuff I heard, it turned out to be the uh, Swedish rap music that I enjoyed the most, I must okay. say. Uh, I think it was called Mahuinen. Maskinen. Mahuinen. Rather enjoyable, I must say. Don't know a damn word what they said. Considerably unpronounceable. Considerably unpronounceable. But uh, I do appreciate everyone sending in uh, suggestions. Awesome. Oh, and I want to shout out real quick. Um, we, I, I have some Dirt 3 codes. I like I that he away. shouted when he said that. I I I like shouting like a, I'm shouting Pay out. attention to me. I like to shout out that I'm so You've got some out. stuff to give to Everyone people. likes to point out that I have a phone voice. Where apparently I get all serious and voice? loud when I'm on my phone. Uh. Or at least my fiance does like to point that out oh. and make fun of me. All right, how are these people going to get codes? Everyone. Uh, so I have a one code for the um, X Games Asia Dirt 3 DLC and cool. one code for the Monte Carlo Trackback DLC, both for Dirt 3. Um, so if you want to win it, just send in, um, I know we did it before, but your, fav- your favorite quotes. Yeah. It's been a short episode, but uh, I like to say. Do you think we should allow them to pick favorite quotes from previous episodes also or just this yeah. one? Yes. As far back as you want to go. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Although not not from the episode that we already pulled all those quotes from. <laughs> they, they, they just keep sending those ones. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, good that was a really episode. episode. Send, yeah. send in your favorite quotes to unlocked at IGN.com. You can also send us questions, comments, suggestions for topics, anything your little or big heart desires. Absolutely. And uh, I think the usual cutoff heart. is probably what, Sunday <laughs> at midnight? <laughs> Yes. Sorry, this, this coming yeah. Sunday at midnight. Which uh, is the 31st. The 31st. Stop sending in your quotes because you've lost. And you, you probably want to have a copy of Dirt 3 if you uh, want these. Just Unless you're a greedy asshole. Yeah. Also, Which is possible. We had some achievements unlocked over the course of this week, including uh, some meta achievements from Jake, Johnny, Joshua, Lawrence, Jordan, Thomas, Marcel, and Isaac. All unlocked some achievements. Thank you for sending in Congratulations, pictures. Congratulations, yeah. Yes, of not only pizza parties, but also dusty, dusty PS3s, PS3s. Uh, courtesy of Casey from last week. So meta achievements, uh, you send us pictures or other tasks, and you get fake achievement points that you get to be proud about. Who won? I don't think, uh, Arthur, have you made a meta achievement yet? I had one last week and I forgot it. Do you want to do you want to save it then? 
Should we ask well, someone I'd else? I'd like well, to find it before save I save it. it. <laughs> you'll, you'll find it and then save it. Peter. Christine's done I, one. I think P- Peter's, you've, you've done one also, right? Yeah. Oh, I had one. Oh, okay. Okay. Here we A go. picture of you pointing to your avatar on Ooh. the screen. Ooh, I like that. A good comparison, yeah. There you go. Christine tried to make me pink Voltron. How much day. is it? How much is it worth? Yeah, I did try. To that's do a, that. it's a it's, that's really easy. So I'd I'd say not no less no more than ten points on that one. That's my personal recommendation. All right, Stingy McStingerson. But pointing to your avatar that doesn't require any energy. Taking that picture is a little rough. All right, so, yeah. <laughs> fine, you can make it more than ten no, points. Bonus points if you're fifteen. You can direct that? your complaints about the point value of achievements <laughs> to unlocked <laughs> at ign.com. <laughs> Attention, Ryan Clements. Quam Cider it on Twitter. Yep. Bonus points if your avatar looked really angry, like, like mine yours? did in, that, in Avatar Connect, the video <laughs> I made the other day. It's like all happy, waving my arms around. Then I try to end the video by hitting stop, and you can see my avatar like leaning over, and he gets the angriest look on his face trying his to find the stop just button. Like, it's pretty fantastic. And it looks uh, like you're floating or you're falling over. Or yeah, something. it does. Because your torso, you, only uh, your arms move, so your torso is just like rigid. Here, my arms are like flapping to one side. God, avatars are so goofy. Yeah, it's pretty silly. Yeah. Well, if you want to follow us, as uh, Arthur said, you can follow me at Pwam Cider on Twitter. P W A M Cider. You can follow Christine at Steimer. S T E I M E R. You can follow Peter at uh, Pykemans, which is P-E-Y-K-E-M-A-N-S. You can follow Arthur at A-E-G-I-E-S. A-E-G's. Uh, and you can also follow IGN at IGN. You can find all of us on Facebook. Um, sorry, I just started laughing because Christine started laughing. Don't find me on Facebook. <laughs> I meant you could find. I think that's I'm serious. That's a rally. I have 347 outstanding friend requests from people who have tried to send me Don't friend requests. Don't find Arthur on Don't Facebook. Find me on Facebook. Yeah. You can find IGN on Facebook, though. and You, you can, can find uh, the podcast in Locked Group. You I can, can't remember which one is find the quote unquote Supposedly real one. Supposedly it's the one with the most people. Yeah, whichever one is the most people. I don't think I was allowed in. I don't think I was allowed in. I was accidentally in both groups, and um, so I think people were confused, and I, I removed myself from one of them so. so you robbed it of its legitimacy <laughs> I, well yeah sort of pretender i just want everybody to be in one place so that we can all play together <laughs> one of these things is not like the other you remember that song it was a huge hit oh my goodness all right i also use google plus and i've actually been hanging out with ign readers on there you can find me on that service if you are so inclined and I think that about does it. Thank you guys so much for joining me on a late episode for today. <laughs> Arthur uh, ends with a yawn. <laughs> yeah, ending with a yawn on our uh, Wednesday afternoon. Remember, you can join us next week Wednesday when we'll yes. teach you the fastest route from San Francisco to Las Vegas, baby. This is Ryan Clements and Podcast Unlocked. Bloop. Was that for True Blood? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.